Welcome everyone back to Pem Pem Pals for another episode. As always, I'm Alex and with me are... Hey, this is Brian. Hey, and this is Ben. And today we're going to cover and finish our coverage of the like little known but uh, wonderfully absurd uh, BBC dub of the pinnacle 80s anime Uritsai Yatsura uh, dubbed in this uh, Lum the Invader Girl. Since it is kind of two episodes, I know we watched them back to back last time. Uh, this time I was hoping we could pause between each episode and then one of you could try to tell us what just happened. Yeah, sounds like fun. We're going to do our best. <laughs> Gambate! <laughs> Uh, a, a little bit of a trivia. I was just looking at the uh, the name of it. It's like Urusei Yatsura that I think maybe we talked a little bit that it means something like you obnoxious people or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But so actually like Urusai is the thing that's kind of obnoxious or people like in Japanese, they use that to mean like shut up. Like you're, you're just like, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. But it's actually Urusei, and they use the kanji, which is like the symbol for like star or a celestial body. So it's kind of a pun of like obnoxious, but with this star symbol um, stuck in there. I was wondering where we got, how we got from obnoxious to aliens. So that makes sense. (laughs) That's so cool. And then I think maybe, is this right? That the planet that they're from in the show is called Uru? Oh. oh, so it's like the people from the planet Uru or like the annoying people from the planet Uru or something. Oh, like that. nice. That's awesome. Their planet is actually tiger striped as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I recently acquired um, six crates of vintage Japanese manga, and I was really hoping that some of it would be Urusai Yatsura. But, uh, Nothing so far? No, I've got Crying okay. Freeman, uh, Kinikuman. Cobra. I don't know if you ever saw that or not. Hold on. Is that the guy with the gun arm? Cobra? Yeah. Ah, okay. I don't know it, but it gets heavily referenced in um, you can see that Otaku no video. Yeah. 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 That's the guy. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Influence on uh, Mega Man from what I remember. Yeah. Ben, because your connection, you want to count us down? Sure. Three, two, one. Play. to my sweet Ataru. He needs me. He loves me. Although, if he's Shagda, I'll kill him! <laughs> the UFO has tiger stripes. I'm gonna call a bikini-clad dude. A hunky dude. Uh Points for Ben. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> got some nice hot dumplings. Mom! You're, you're wearing makeup. <laughs> she got all done up. Oh, just trying to make the best of myself. <laughs> hot dumpling. Are this dumplings? They look like sweet, sweet potatoes yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Huh? Gee, Raymond, I hope you're okay about all of this. Uh-oh. That looks like Baragon. Why is there a guy with a fish head and a helmet, yeah. fishbowl helmet? 
that fish head guy shows up a lot. <laughs> uh, so that was the first part of this episode titled Sex God from Space. Brian, do you have a take on this? Do you want to try to summarize what we just watched? Oh my God. Sex God from Space. Um, thank God I went first. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, it's a dark and stormy night. And our mm. mysterious monk, I can't remember his name. Cherry. Cherry, that's right. He's uh, kind of like Yoda, right? Uh, like the short, <laughs> uh, wise yeah. old sage. And his omen is that dark spirits are on the way, that Otaru is attracting them. And then a tiger-striped UFO shows up. <laughs> and uh, out comes this uh, sex god. <laughs> sex god from outer space. It's uh, a, a member of Lum's race. Uh, he's wearing a very tight-fitting uh, spandex tiger-striped onesie or jumpsuit or something. Everything has to be yeah. tiger stripes. I love it. And it's uh, it's Lum's ex-boyfriend, uh, Raymond. Ray- yeah. Raymond, yeah. <laughs> but so this dub, it's a more modern BBC dub, right? Mm-hmm. So I would assume that calling this guy Raymond is kind of a modern Western joke because as we find out in this episode, everyone uh. loves Raymond. <laughs> uh, Taru's mom is just head over heels for this dashing young man. But <laughs> what was Taru's girlfriend's name before Lum showed up? Shinobu. Right, right. So Shinobu is walking in the rain, convinced like Otaru is going to need her comfort on a dark and stormy night. And that's, she sees the UFO and finds this beautiful young man and brings him to uh, Otaru's place. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Um, uh, Otaru's mom offers him <laughs> her dumplings. <laughs> and that <laughs> causes a lot of drama with her husband, Otaru's father. Yeah. Who's kind of a whiner as it turns yeah. out. And I guess that was supposed to be like a breast pun. That's why they picked dumpling or could be a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Although one of you noted they do look a little more like just sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I, think... I don't know any dumplings that look like that. Yeah. I, well, and I was wondering if maybe then they'd switched it to dumpling, but it like you could make some of the same jokes where it's like, uh, he like offered her offered him her yams or something like that. <laughs> like her her healthy yams or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean so she she meets Raymond and finds him striking and goes down to get some refreshments and comes back and she's got her hair done and makeup on and she's just blushing (laughs) as much as a person can blush oh god but uh so raymond he wants lum back and lum doesn't want to have anything to do with this guy because he turns into a beast Mm. i think lum lies uh, to try to secure Otaru for herself by saying she has a bun in the oven. <laughs> she is pregnant with his baby. And uh, Raymond freaks out. Well, gosh darn it. What, what's the, what's the ex- Shinobu. Shinobu freaks out and does like a flying roundhouse kick to his face and then claws him, <laughs> like scratches his face. And uh, a lot is going on. And then Raymond turns into uh, what looked like to me like a tiger striped version of Baragon. One of the Toho Daikaiju. But he's pretty cool looking. And man, he fucks up that house. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have a roof anymore. So then I, there's a lot of stuff I didn't understand. Uh, So like just before the uh, uh, Megazord transformation happens, uh, that the weird argument between (laughs) Shinobu and Lum about Otaru's affections 
maybe it was just like a dubbing problem, but uh, the dialogue didn't really connect exactly. I don't feel like uh, that it mm. kind of ended with love just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And let me just pause here in the uh, the summary. Um, mm-hmm. I really missed anime conventions from our pandemic year. Uh, and one mm. of the things that I would love doing at an anime convention is going to one of the video screening rooms and just watching like old vintage anime. And this just brought mm. me back. This is exactly the kind of weird thing that I'd be sitting in a room with three other people watching at, you know, like 2 a.m. Sounds pretty awesome. So it's, it's suggested that Raymond and Otaru have a duel for Lum. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily for Otaru, it's not a physical contest. They put these like spaghetti strainers on their heads and exchange lightning bolts i don't know it looked like something on a weird science mm-hmm. there's some kind of contest going on yeah, yeah it's not stated but i assumed that ataru comes out on top mm-hmm. because he's built up a resistance to lightning because <laughs> lum keeps shocking him <laughs> it is it is one of those weird transitions that was kind of there in that next episode where it's like oh yeah now they're just wearing helmets and uh lightning is happening and you just gotta like roll with it i don't know yeah i was like did i miss something but i guess not i don't know (laughs) and there's that short shot when i guess raymond he's like demanding a duel but he doesn't really speak english or japanese he doesn't speak earth languages and so he's just holding a gun and he just says gun Gun. (laughs) one of the only things he knows that's amazing So I guess, I don't know if this was already clarified before, but the race that Lum comes from, the Uru, Mm -hmm. it seems like each member of her species has a different power. So Lum does these lightning bolts Mm. and her little cousin shoots flames out of their mouth. And then Raymond Mm -hmm. turns into a giant tiger striped paragon thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're, yeah, from planet Uru, but they're, um, what do you call it? They're modeled after traditional Japanese Oni, right? Uh, Demons. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was maybe part of Japanese mythology, maybe like each Oni or each demon has a specific power or a special talent or something. Uh, I do not know. When I'm trying to think about that, all I can think of is yokai, like the monsters, not the gods. Mm. And they're all kind of like species specific. Mm. Were you asking about the turning into a giant monster thing? Yeah, if that had anything to do with traditional Oni. Yeah, just so I was wondering that too. I was looking up, it looks like at least the the manga for Lum preceded Dragon Ball. I was kind of, you know, because that's like the Dragon Ball or I forget if that was just in Dragon Ball Z where they, um, you know, turn into these giant ape creatures. uh, Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. It does start in Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little kid Goku turns and like wrecks a town at one point. Yeah. And and so, you know, I know there's like um, that Indian folk story or maybe religious story um hanuman the monkey god and that's like his power is that he can grow incredibly large Make my and i so i don't know i feel like there's some overlap with that and maybe like the chinese monkey king story and mm. so i don't know if that's part of japanese folklore too of this animal god figure that can grow giant or something yeah my impression is uh like the Monkey King thing in Japan is imported from 
Hinduism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Monkey King legend is inextricably linked with uh, Buddhism uh, and its travel from uh, India to uh, Japan. And I didn't think about this, but I was just looking up Oni, and it looks like Oni may be originally a borrow word from Chinese. So that would also make sense as a lot of uh, cultural influence there. Mm. Um, Oh, and Oni are uh, traditionally uh, depicted wearing tiger skin loincloth. (laughs) Interesting. Oh, man, that's awesome. Okay, so how does the episode finish out, Brian? So, yeah, so our Otaru wins the contest, <clears throat> and uh, Otaru's mom <laughs> immediately comforts poor Raymond. is <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying that Raymond can stay in their shed until he's better, and then after he's better, who knows what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then uh, Shinobu and Lum then both celebrate Otaru's victory, but for different reasons, uh, assuming mm. that Otaru was battling for the other's honor. And that just puts us right back where we are before <laughs> this uh, unresolved tension yeah. and probably a house that will be just fine during our next episode. <laughs> One more tag on the that conversation about the um, you know giant creatures and the Monkey King legend. I was looking up just Googling Monkey King and Dragon Ball to see you know kind of like what people have written about that. And evidently, the very first issue of the Dragon Ball manga is called the Monkey King. So I guess maybe Goku is very very specifically referencing that uh, well what a great transition uh the two of you uh do we want to jump right into the second episode sure. yeah sounds good three two one play oh, this place sucks i'm bored What's the matter? I'm bored stupid. Why don't you take me someplace fun? You wait here. I'll put the shopping away and we can pick up a taru. Whoopie-doo! Picking up a taru, that's exciting. I'm bored, 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 bored! Hey, shut up! A <laughs> fish helmet. Fish helmet. <laughs> If you want a claim for damages, go to the house marked on this map. Where did he the print all those flyers so quickly? For the good-looking Tiger Man. To get your own back on the smart ass in the cat suit, go here. This is even more fun. Awesome. So that was episode two. Roll over Raymond. Ben, do you want to maybe summarize what uh, what madness we have just wrought? Yeah, this is a hard one. Uh, so we start the episode with uh, Baby Tem, um, or Ten? I think it's Ten, yeah. Okay, so Ten, ten is bored. Um, you know, they decide to go find Ataru, who is checking out like a new ramen shop only to find out that Raymond is already there, just destroying all the ramen and terrorizing everyone. Raymond sees him, fights him, transforms back into his human self. All of Atari's friends are are shocked by how handsome he is. Um, He pulls out an inflatable lum doll, (laughs) inflates her, transforms back into a monster, loses the doll 
and uh, then transforms into a even beastlier form and starts starts chasing them around. They run back into Lum. Um, he decides to propose to her. I forget how that came up, how that was originally instigated, but she says that if he can properly propose, uh, she will marry him. But uh, despite all of his best efforts, I guess he he doesn't make the cut, uh, starts chasing after them, ends up proposing to uh, the whole town and uh, (laughs) destroying all of the the small businesses. (laughs) And uh, Baby Ten gets his his fun day out in the city sowing havoc and uh, incites a riot. Um, directs everyone back to to Atari's house. They all show up there. We get a final proposal to Atari's mom. I feel like these these two episodes must have been back to back. These feel, oh, yeah. or or mm. maybe these just became recurring jokes. But uh, mm. but it felt very thematic. And uh, eventually, mm. two mobs show up at the house. First, the mob of women. <laughs> who Raymond has accidentally proposed to because his eyesight isn't very good or something. And then the, the mob of their boyfriends. But uh, luckily for Raymond, the or I guess there are three mobs. We get the shop owners, then we get <laughs> the girlfriends, and then we get the boyfriends. But luckily for Raymond, the girlfriends form a protective circle around him to stop the mob of boyfriends from Aww. reaching him. So a happy ending for no one but 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned there there was one part that confused me too, but I guess I, I like the uh, the two different directions Ataru was pulled in. When uh, Raymond pulls out his tiger print scroll, which is like a phrase book, uh, and recites from the uh, uh, what turns out to be like like a phrase book, uh, the proposal to Lum, Ataru is the one who goads uh, him into right. doing that. He's like, hey, you know, if you just ask her to marry you, I bet she'll do it. And she even says like, if you do it the right way, I will go back with you. But then when Lum is like, well, he just read it from a phrase book. That doesn't count. Well, Ataru like changes his tune. And I guess like he wants to get rid of Lum, but not as much as he hates Raymond. <laughs> I, I thought it was the friends who shit on it. Is Ataru also says something about the phrase? Yeah, like- he says something like, uh, uh, what's his name? Raymond says like promise. And Ataru's like, I didn't hear any promise. What are mm. you talking about? Like he goes on to Lum's <laughs> side right. again. But Ataru's mom, <laughs> uh, she has really taken by Raymond. I, I was, I didn't mention it the last episode, but um, how quickly she aligned to Raymond's side to like, kill him, kill Otaru. <laughs> God. Yeah. And in this episode, when he accidentally proposes to her, it like throws her head for a loop, but it does clarify her feelings. Like in the moment, it clarifies her feelings about her husband and son. She's immediately like, well, this is a loveless marriage. And uh, my son is a get. So like, I don't know what I'm doing here without Raymond. Uh, and what was she? Did you guys check? She was chopping something. They look like carrots, but huge and white. Oh. Daikon. Yeah. Was just Daikon radish. Daikon? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know they were so uh, uh, pointy. Come in many shapes and sizes, big and long. Yeah. 
It's the same, the same, <laughs> the same daikon that uh, Lum was bringing to the house at the beginning of the episode. So, oh, that's right. <gasps> I didn't catch that. Uh, that's awesome. And, and we also got a, a fish dude in this episode uh, yelling at yeah, like living next yeah, door, which kind of makes me wonder if he appears like once in every episode or something like that. Like if that's a recurring gag speaking of daikon the studio discotech media just got the original cells of the uh daikon animations for daikon three and four i think or four and five but uh they're doing a restoration and soon uh all of anime fandom will be able to see those animations that uh, the old gynax crew did Hmm. uh just some other thoughts that uh popped in my head when I was watching this show is uh, uh, the show that we will be doing soon, Darling in the Franks, uh, the main character, Zero Two. You know, she's partly modeled after Lum. Mm -hmm. Zero Two does get around pretty effortlessly, like is Mm -hmm. super acrobatic and watching Lum in this episode, like just springing from rooftop to rooftop. The reason there's a scene in the show where she does a lot of those kind of acrobatics. They're really channeling her because she's got they've both got the fangs, the horns uh, and the uh, the not eyebrows, the mascara uh, eyeshadow, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. she calls her love interest, darling. Ah. Islam kind of a like a uh, like she's the the manic pixie dream girl template, uh, right? Like. Are there any characters that feel very lummish to anyone? I mean, she's not a super three-dimensional character, but I mean, I feel like part of the manic pixie dream girl is like, you know, like I'm crazy and carefree and like, you know, you're this boring dude and I'm going to spice up your life. Um, I guess she does like kind of throw a a wrench in his life, but um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd necessarily call her a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, she's definitely not carefree, obsessed with Ataru. And she has kind of a, because she is a princess, right? So she kind of has a, if I don't get my way, I pout kind of thing, which I don't usually come across in the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope. I guess something else I was thinking of was um, Future Diaries. There's an attractive character in that that's uh, really fixated on the main character, but she's also kind of dangerous. And like when her affections aren't returned. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe she's more of like a femme fatale or something. Okay. Like that, right? Does Urasa Yatsura predate Fatal Attraction? Probably. Yeah. When is that? 87. Yes. This predates Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. That, that trope goes back to, I mean, I don't know how far, but. Greek know, mythology? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> anyway. What's the Enkidu? What's that one? That story? Oh, Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh Yeah, there's probably some Femme Fatale and Gilgamesh. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say. I did like like this episode. I mean, you know, we talked about how the creator is a a woman, but, um, you know, the first episode, it like felt a little sexist or something. You know, it's like this dude that's just Mm -hmm. like so obsessed with sex. And then it's like his girlfriend and this like hot chick shows up. But then uh, it was kind of funny, this last episode, it's like, no, in this universe, it like goes both ways. It's just like all of these human people fall in love with these uh, beautiful aliens. And, um, you know, so you have Lum, who like everyone thinks is super beautiful, 
but she only wants to be with Ataru. And for some reason, Ataru doesn't mm. want to be with her. And then you have Raymond, who like everyone thinks is like the handsomest dude, but he only wants to be with Lum. And for some reason, Lum <laughs> doesn't want to be with him. Or I guess we know the reason because he turns into a, <laughs> a monster when he's mad. And maybe it's similar to why Ataru doesn't want to be with her because she shocks him with electricity when she is mad. Oh, that's true. He's like low-key about her in the first episode until she shocks him for the first time. And that seems to <laughs> turn it around real quick. Yeah. But yeah, it's not just it's not just dudes um slobbering about the chick in the bikini. It's also mm-hmm. uh, Raymond. It's also the guy in the <laughs> skin tight bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like you said, uh, it's a kind of strong commentary on uh, we can be attractive to a lot of people and we can be attracted to a lot of people. But for some strange reason, we do fixate on individuals. Like, you know, Ataru or Lum just wants to be with Ataru and uh, Raymond just wants to be with Lum. And there seems to be no uh, getting around that. Uh, very human uh, obsession. Yeah, this is pretty common for adolescent attraction, right? You want the one you can't have. Uh, mm. And if something comes too easy, it sort of loses its charm, I guess. I mean, I, I kind of felt like that's how I was in high school. And then you get older and you're like, sluts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can you can cut that if you want. <laughs> I, I, I had a, a slightly different experience. <laughs> I got older and I was like, synthesizers. <laughs> you became a technophile. Yeah. Nothing is more beautiful than the curves of the sine wave. <laughs> I still like that uh, line about offering him my dumplings. <laughs> oh god the, the 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 british accents keep throwing me off because i keep placing it in the uk when i'm watching this and then i see like a futon or a <laughs> kotatsu table i'm like what <laughs> so what was the uh the impact of Tsura on the industry of anime uh it's really popular um it did 200 episodes in the 80s right so an era where that wasn't standard for shonen uh and has like 10 ovas and six full-length movies i think like it's pretty huge and as as we discussed a little earlier like upcoming things like a bunch of stuff that we already like have heavy references to it like uh, O2 being almost, except for coloring and placement, almost a carbon copy mm-hmm. of Lum. I don't know as far as uh, the other people that worked on it, but it did catapult Mamoru Oshi into uh, having a little more clout in uh, the things he got to work on, the projects he got to do. And so he did end up, uh, especially after that second movie, Beautiful Dreamer, uh, that you've talked about, mm-hmm. Brian, he, he was able to... Uh, take those ideas of a dreamlike environment and kind of insert them into all of his uh, subsequent yeah. films. So definitely empowered him as a creator. Yeah. So um, unfortunately my real old school anime knowledge is pretty limited. I can't really think of anything that came before this um, that it'd be copying. I mean, like there's Astro Boy, Speed Racer, mm-hmm. I mean, this has like kind of a, a Simpsons feel to, like to to me. These mm. like 
crazy wild things happen. And at the end of the episode, there's kind of a soft reset. Like we have some continuity with like Raymond or some other reoccurring characters, but like you can have your house blow up. Like it's fine the (laughs) next day. Every local business can be destroyed. And then we're reset again. The next episode kind of reminds me of Doraemon in that regard. The kid with the future cat. I I wonder too, if that's just kind of like, a time when for TV, you didn't do serialized things. Like the kind of assumption was that people are just going to watch episodes as they get them. So you kind of need them to end where they start. And then um, serialized stuff maybe became popular (laughs) later on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With Doraemon, you know, like houses aren't blowing up or anything like that. But, you know, like every single episode, this cat is dropping amazing future tech that could change the whole course of humanity's development, but no, nothing ever happens. Just according to the Wikipedia, there are some people that um, have credited it as influencing, you know, the quote unquote magical girlfriend genre. Um, like, ah, oh, my oh. goddess video girl. I, they say, and then also the geek gets girl stuff. That's kind of like there's harem, animes like um, mm-hmm. Tenchi Muyo and Love Hina and stuff like that. And and I guess there is like, you know, that's kind of a common, that is the thing that it has in common with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, where it's mm-hmm. often, you know, a girl that just kind of follows, falls into a guy's lap, right? And that I think as a, a young adolescent male, often you have these fantasies where you don't even have to do anything, right? It just kind of happens to you. And the girl just likes you for some reason. And it's always a very popular kind of uh, wish fulfillment kind of trope. Have either of you ever heard of Minky Momo? Yeah, it sounds really familiar. Yeah. I don't so know. Yeah. It's another one of these um magical girl animes. Came out in 85. My speculation is that this may have been like the natural next step after Ursaya Tsura. Um it's a little bit more for general audiences. Another show that was just like really, really wild wildly popular in Japan. Like you could get all the apparel and like a minky momo toaster oven and crap like that kind of a space magical girl Hmm. just trying to make toast yeah sometimes you know (laughs) household stuff is very difficult there's uh some funny lore about that show maybe this to talk about later but like it's one of these shows that's like vaguely prophetic about world events and uh has a lot of strange synchronicities that look like curses uh, around its production, but it's, uh, you know, just a charming, harmless, magical girl show. <laughs> Something for the future, maybe. <laughs> a good recommendation for anyone who enjoyed this. Yeah, Minky Momo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to have a Laserdisc player, though, if you want to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Are you sure? <laughs> Nothing on the internet? Uh, maybe. I mean, things are changing pretty regularly, but last time I checked, which is around last fall, I couldn't find anything. Okay, so it looks like some episodes of Minky Momo are really on YouTube. Yeah. What? Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Okay, cool. Checking out some <laughs> Minky Momo. Well, I might get cursed if I watch it though. Some. Is there a curse? Uh, 
We're going to have to save that for another episode, man. <gasps> oh, man. Okay. Now, hell of a teaser you are. <laughs> ben, if people want to find us, where would they go? Uh, they could go. <laughs> <laughs> where in Atlanta are you exactly? <laughs> or, I mean, contact. I'm sorry. Ben, if people wanted to contact uh, us. Yeah, no, I mean, I was just trying to remember. So, I think we are Pen Pen Pals with an S pod at mm-hmm. gmail.com and then just pen pen pals um on twitter i think it's the same uh pen pen pal pod uh, but okay. if, if, i'm sure if you search the one it'll probably come up um and yeah and we'd always appreciate it if you can leave us a review on uh apple podcasts or itunes you know and and give us a little a little feedback if there's kind of things in particular you like if there's series you want us to talk about in the future uh please please reach out or if you just want a shout out you know we're if you're looking for a geek life coach you can find me on on twitter at life jutsu one because i did not get on the ground floor someone took your life, life jutsu is taken <laughs> can you believe that crap it's like a naruto fan yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Jutsu is his yeah, life. Naruto, not like... everything is, you know, something Jutsu, Shadow Clone Jutsu. <laughs> right, Pen, Pen, Pal, Ataru. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we, we have to redo this. <laughs> I think we have a better uh, closer now. I think we need to go. Pen, Pen, Pal's gun. okay pen pen pals gun Gun. (laughs) (laughs) it's okay